This week on the podcast, let's talk about the latest micro shooter from David Zemanski. There's a new report on how consistently Peggy and the ESRB are labeling games with loot boxes. And of course, stick around until the end of the show for deals of the week. All of that and more in this week's episode of the podcast. Time to roll the intro. I, I like it. I like your scatting because it was just so short, right? It wasn't anywhere near as long as Mendachi's, but also Plus not nearly as like nine. Uh, it's like we had like a nine second intro or 10 second intro and he had all the time in the world to do a scat. We, we've done that overhaul and now we don't have a nine to 12 second intro. It's just short and sweet. So you got to go to the little bump, 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 bump. <laughs> right. I wouldn't really even call it scatting. I'd call it more like the THQ, dun, 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 you know, <laughs> I don't yep. know if that, that would fall under, but you know. I, I think that's the, the, the new word that you coined. Zemantics. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, I am joined by the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Greenlink Green. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. I cannot complain. I, I am just peaches and cream, which reminds me, I have peaches, like canned peaches that I opened up last night. Mm -hmm. um and then i put them in a container put them in the fridge to chill and then i forgot to eat them so i have peaches in the fridge wow but no cream Hmm. no mm. cream no cream that's just a disappointment mm. <laughs> Do people actually eat peaches and cream though i have no idea i feel like that's just like a candy flavor or like an ice cream flavor. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's something. I wouldn't even eat ice cream. Like peach flavored ice cream? No. No, thanks. <laughs> it's too weird. Anyways, thanks for watching, listening to the show. Like I said at the uh, top, be sure to stick around until the end to hear about some awesome deals that we found for you this week. If you like what we do, hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate that. We're trying to hit 100, or I'm sorry, not 100. We're trying to hit 1,000 by the end of this year. So any, uh, you know, any way you could help us out, that'd be appreciated. It'd be a lot cooler if it was one million. Mm. Um, of course, if you miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to join us live, you can do that every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Twitch. Green. Yeah. Do you remember when Rev was on the show? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, a uh, a gentleman by the love name that of guy? yeah love rev i want to get buried in his beard um mm -hmm. but do you remember when he was on the show he reviewed the dread xp uh collection or one of the mm -hmm. dread collection collections and he got obsessed with and terrified by a game called squirrel stapler yeah 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 yeah, yeah. god well, is here god is here <laughs> yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the mind behind that david zamansky uh, which I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, I'm going to tag him in this later, and he can hopefully tell me if I'm uh, pronouncing his name right. But he, uh, that devilish mind that he is, has also released a new game called Chop Goblins, which is a very charming and endearing bite-sized first-person shooter from David's depraved mind. Uh, like I said, David uh, did Squirrel Stapler, Dusk, Iron Lung. Uh, he's part of um, New Blood. I think he's one half of the team working in Gloomwood. So there's a lot of stuff that we've kind of talked about or touched or 
we've at least mentioned that um, David is done. I think he's probably the most talked about developer, uh, at least independent developer that we've mentioned on the show. But I would say, yeah, that's a fair, a fair assessment. He can wear that crown with pride. We've been doing the show for what, four years? Oh, yeah, yeah. Almost five. <laughs> Almost five. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. This July is five. Yeah. Got to do something big and bold. We'll see. We'll see how big and bold we can go. We got to be like Tabasco. But the game is, has a very similar, uh, very silly premise where these evil little goblins steal a time traveling artifact from a museum and they go back in time to steal other ancient and powerful artifacts to achieve world domination. And it is you who has to stop them. The game has five levels and you can play it all in just one sitting. The game is incredibly short, uh, but you can adjust the difficulty uh, for it to be more or less challenging if you want to. There are no save points, but you do choose uh, a level. Um, but you do choose like a level whenever you'd want to. Right, so you can sit and play it from beginning to end, or you can go back and play whatever levels uh, that you want in whatever order that you want. Um, but yeah, like I said, no save points. So you have to do like the levels in like a single run, essentially. Um, the game's mechanics are pretty simple. Kill goblins, find weapons, and reach the end. Uh, some of the weapons that are included are a ceremonial dagger, a flintlock pistol, so you can, uh, you know, blast the ruffians. Uh, you also get a uh, machine gun that shoots wooden stakes. So, you know, uh, vampires beware. And uh, a magic rod that explodes goblins. Have at the heathens. Have <laughs> at the heathens. <laughs> um, there are a few different enemy types. Uh, there are the, like, regular goblins who just want to stab you. You know, uh, there's goblins that throw things at you. Uh, there are goblin ladies who throw insults at you like your mother. Um, and there are vampire dogs and big goblins who can beat you up pretty quickly. Um, you no, know, I, I you say that insults like my mother, but my my mother never insulted me. Okay, your mother finally. No, uh, no, she wouldn't dare, <laughs> to be honest. I'll say that right here, right now. I would love for her to try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then yeah no, repressing some issues there Danny like what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> anywho continue um, so yeah the game is pretty short and sweet uh, oh uh, levels I didn't uh, mention levels so there are uh, five levels that includes a museum the mean streets of whatever town you're in uh, there's Dracula's castle uh ancient greece and the future probably the scariest place of all um so yeah the level designs uh, this this game uh is very very into uh boomer shooter aesthetics so it's got a little bit of platforming it's got like some secret hidden ways in it um the uh, it's low poly, so I mean this is gonna be very reminiscent of um, mid to late '90s PC gaming, I would say. Um, the uh, level designs, I, 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 everything about the game is really charming. 
the music, which I think David did everything in this game uh, from from designing the assets to soundtrack and voice acting. Um, the music on these levels are, fun, are are fun and fantastic. The uh, like Dracula's Castle music sounds like goofy elementary school Halloween music with like theremin and you know kind of bouncy uh just notes and stuff like that the grease level uh ancient grease level um almost sounds like <laughs> like the cheesy after school special or like cheesy uh school ancient grease documentary or something like that you know like the eyewitness music um you remember those movies the eyewitness movies yeah, kind of like that. Vaguely, like very vaguely, yes. Um. So yeah, everything I think everything about the game is done very endearingly. It's not it's not presenting itself to be anything other than what it is, which is a silly, fun game. And that is like the goblins. One of the things the goblins uh, screams like, "Where's the cheese?" Like they like there's just a certain amount of these goblins who just want cheese. It's the fucking cheese, hey? <laughs> yeah. Um, the game should run. Should one? The game should run <laughs> well on any modern low-end machine. Uh, here are the minimum specs: sixty-four bit processor and operating system. Windows seven or newer. Uh, processor needs to be uh x eighty six or uh x sixty four architecture instruction set. Uh, you need DX ten, eleven, or twelve capable uh, graphics cards. And the game is 821 megabits. So. I would hope that that runs on a potato. Yeah. It should run. It should run on a potato. (laughs) Um, But. Yeah. So I've I've described it. I've told you guys what it runs on. But who is this game for? Right. If. If I had to describe this game for anybody. If I had to prescribe this game for anybody. I would say, first off, if you're a fan of the weird boomer shooters, you'll want to check this out, right? There's been this new uh, craze of just early uh, styled FPS games that are just kind of weird and endearing. Um, this is for people who enjoy that. Uh, anyone who likes the old school Doom likes or anything from the New Blood catalog, because that's kind of their bread and butter. Um, I would say check that out or check it out if you're one of those people. Although I feel like if you are one of those people who are really into like the new blood games, you probably already have this because David is a big member of that team. Um, I would say this is also for someone who maybe just wants to burn a Saturday afternoon, right? Like you're not going to get a ton of mileage out of this game, but you're going to get an afternoon out of it. And for five bucks, that's a decent amount of entertainment. You know, it beats going to a movie for two hours, I'd say. Um, Depends on the movie. Y- yeah. Well, yeah, a movie would be a movie would be way more expensive for less value of entertainment. Yeah, that, that is also fair. Yeah. The, the, the value to to playability or the, the yeah. value to fun ratio, I should say. Yeah. Um, it's I mean, and after that point, after you burn that out, after you burn that Saturday afternoon, you just kind of keep it on like your laptop or something like that for, you know, 
a lunch break or a boring day or if you just need to entertain a kid for a little bit i think that you know would be a good enough use case to to you know keep the game um the third person the third recommendation i'm going to make here is it's a really good gift it's right it's five bucks it really doesn't ask a lot of commitment for the giftee right because like i've been gifted games and it's like a full-on like 20 hour like story <laughs> i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna have time that's a commitment i appreciate the gift but man that is a commitment <laughs> an avocado thanks yeah so i think definitely it, this would be a good gift so if you have someone like who you think just maybe needs to pick me up or uh could like maybe they have a birthday or you don't know them all that well but you want to get them something five bucks runs on potatoes and doesn't like ask a lot of of the player um yeah do you have any questions thoughts opinions green uh no not okay. off the top of my head no cool. no uh so just to be clear like what would you give this like as a rating of like because you don't play a lot of indie games yeah like where would you rate this as like a out of five five being the highest terms yeah five being the highest five being amazing the best game you've ever played well i wouldn't say it's the best okay so i'm gonna give it a four out of five because it's not like the best game that i've ever played but the game is as advertised it does not pretend to be anything other than what it is and it succeeds at what it wants to do and it does it well it, it's got it it's a good cheesy silly fun premise that asks you to just have fun and not have any commitments right that's that is what this game does and to me it, it in every category it does that um but any other questions no no that's all i got okay well i'm gonna ask the audience this if you've played chop goblin let us know what you think about in the comments and i'll be sure to respond to each comment that we get so yeah um green hmm? if if you get like a piece like a like a snack cake and you buy it in Canada and buy it in the United States. Do you expect that snack cakes ingredients to be the same if it's from the same? Yeah. 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 I mean, sugar is sugar. Okay. So why then would there be differences in how games are being labeled in the United States or in North America versus Europe? And I found this. Story. Companies are dumb. <laughs> So I found this story from Games Industry Biz. Uh, the the uh, article itself is written by Brendan Sinclair. And uh, according to one study, more than 60% of games that got, that got loot box warnings from either Peggy or the ESRB did not get the same warning from the other rating organization. So little background, right? Peggy is the pan-European game information rating system and is the industry rating system for the EU, Turkey, and Israel. The ESRB, the Entertainment Software Ratings Board, 
serves North America. Both of these are industry organizations who are self-governing and are meant to prevent the governments of the respective regions from coming in and regulating and rating games. And while you would expect cultural differences in what context would be deemed acceptable for different ages, what you wouldn't expect is if there were differences in labeling of content that is either there or not, right? But that is what Leon Zhao, a loot box researcher, found. In comparing the two systems from his latest study, Zhao, which I, I hope I'm pronouncing that name right, it's X-I-A-O, Xiao, Zhao. What was that, Green? You're muted. Zhao, Zhao. I, I would, I would say is Zhao. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a professional. <laughs> so uh in his latest study he found that labels for loot boxes which uh were almost identical in criteria from both both organizations meaning that they defined loot boxes essentially the same and which in again you would leave that would leave anyone to believe that if one organization has put the warning on the box the other must have as well and he took a sample of 100 games that were known to have loot boxes in them. Of the sample, he found 66 games that should have had the label on them in both systems, but didn't. 26 of those games had a label in both systems, while 40 games had the label in one, but not the other. Of those 40 games that had a, the label on in one system, but not the other, Peggy had put the label on 35 of them. Am I, am I making sense? I know I just threw a lot of numbers out there. But essentially, 60%, over 60% of games are not being labeled correctly at all to say they contain loot boxes. And of those games, it is inconsistent in which system or if they are getting labeled accurately in both systems. In his study, he suggested that Peggy, the ESRB, and the German USK collaborate and communicate together going forward. Quote, a centralized recourse should be also developed if any one rating system decides to label a historical game or indeed a new game as containing loot boxes. That decision should be communicated with others to ensure consistency across the various rating systems. So, yeah, it comes down to communication, communication, communication. And it's not happening. Like just blanket not happening. Green, what do you have thoughts on this? You're you're muted. Damn. <laughs> uh no, it sounds about right. Like uh it, it doesn't surprise me in the, the slightest either. Like uh companies like that are really bad about communicating with each other. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is something that is definitely important to relay as well especially if it's uh loot boxes that you know you can actually purchase uh that can you know be in my mind construed as gambling so like they should be warning parents about that especially if uh the eu uh like does any sort of like regulations in terms of gambling or labeling it as gambling or if any of the eu member nations change something uh like belgium right i think it was belgium that just changed uh their laws within the last couple of years to label loot boxes as, as essentially gambling 
And so you would mm-hmm. think if a game is labeled, just for example, if a game is labeled to have loot boxes by the ESRB, you would think that the, that Peggy would want to take notice of that and be consistent with the ESRB so that Belgium doesn't get pissed off at Peggy and be like, well, look at this other organization just across the pond who is labeling it as such. Why aren't you doing that? Especially if their definitions are almost identical. Um, now it seems like obviously Peggy is the one who is being more aggressive and more consistent with their labeling system. But I would, I would, (laughs) I would venture to say it's probably because they have many more countries to deal with than, than, uh, the ESRB. ESRB has what? Probably three countries to, to deal with. Uh, if it's just, if it's just North America, Canada, the U S Mexico, maybe some Latin American countries. I'm not sure exactly how all they're covered. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say that's a, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, if they're not doing, if they're not doing that, especially because it's, again, it's supposed to be a self-regulating, uh, industry. And if they're not doing it, if they're not holding up their promise of self-regulation, that opens them up to liability to then be regulated, <laughs> which we probably don't want to see. Uh, so, yeah, they need to close up that discrepancy for sure. I, and I would also be kind of pissed, too, if there's there's like definitely an issue of historical games where they release without the system and then uh they add in that later like a year on i would be pretty pissed if i was a parent and i went to go do research on a game and the rating system that i am supposed to be using for my region wasn't applying information consistently either as as a consumer i'd be pretty peeved i'd be pretty upset with that just simply because that's what it's there for. That's the entire purpose of it. Uh, but I really don't have reason. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really have much else to say other than they just need to get their stuff together. They just need to get in on the same page. I think Leon's uh, assessment at the end of his uh, study is pretty spot on. Consistency is key for sure when it comes to that. Um yeah especially with it being a a purchasing factor and something that is just so important um and something that's really come to light in the past like few years so consistent again consistency is key has to be has to be consistent yeah yeah otherwise there's no point yeah really there is no point at that point um I don't know if I have anything else really on this topic. Neither do I, sir. Do we just want to move on to deals of the week? Yeah, deals of the week. We got. Yeah, so right now, Humble Bundle has their winter sale. Uh, deals up to 90% off uh, this. Uh, it actually ends on February 7th. So you get some time. If you're if you're watching this uh, episode or listening to this episode and the a uh, couple days after it comes out, you got a little bit of time. Um, some games that are on sale right now is you can get Valheim uh, for uh, fourteen ninety nine. 
that is a 30% discount. Uh, there is, uh, let's see, there was one that I saw that I thought was definitely worth mentioning. Um, it was uh, the Fear Complete Pack, 85% off, 824. God of War is 40% off, uh, the first uh, like PC version. Um, so you can get that for $29.99. Uh, there's some pretty good deals here. Definitely worth uh, checking out. Uh, of course, the link in the description uh, will be a affiliate link. So just know that we do get a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of cash off your purchase there. But at no extra cost to you, of course. How about you, Green? What do you got? Um, I have for Steam on Steam right now, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. The full game is currently on sale until February 2nd for 70 or 67% off, not 70%, close to 70%, um, which uh, will bring you to a, a grand total of $19.79 US dollars. Um, and that can be found again on Steam. Uh, I believe it is the full version, so you get the 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 campaign storyline as well as red dead online um i only have red dead online but that was fun when i was playing it so and i've I've seen a lot of people play the the campaign and it it looks phenomenal looks hilariously fun uh, on top of like actually being points of seriousness and ready and cowboy i like that so be sure to check that out Excellent. Um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do one since Mendachi's not here. I am going to do one for him, though, just because it relates to uh, everything that he loves and everything that we talked about last week uh, on Humble Bundle. There is the RPG Worlds by Cobalt Press bundle uh, that's going on for like 17 days here um, for 30 bucks. You can get like 52 books, uh, including. Oh, let's see. Um, Southlands, uh, the 5e uh, world book, uh, Vault of Magic. Uh, there's a book of Ebon Tides, Old School Essentials, Advanced Fantasy, uh, like a player's tome there. So if you're into uh, anything uh, TTRPG, uh, this would probably be a pretty good deal to, to pick up. Be lots of different... Uh, Lots of different uh, systems and settings for you to check out and, and play around in. Um, yeah, I don't think I have much else than to mention. Anything right. else? No, not that I have. Uh, what do you got going on? Um, well, I have uh, a new desk to put up. It's in that box right right over there. Um, so I'm getting that re uh, my whole bedroom rearranged so um if i do stream it will be after i get that set up and then um if i stream it'll probably be it'll either be hunt showdown maybe some minecraft um and then we've been playing some marauders off stream as well that's yeah. been pretty fun um so yeah probably be one of those or maybe some overwatch because i'm a i'm a sucker for a few games of overwatch here and there so that's pretty much it hell yeah um one thing i've been playing off stream um is uh hyena the hyenas has a it's by uh creative assembly and sega um it's in a closed alpha i can't really talk about the game itself um but it is like a it's almost like an extract shooter kind of like hunt showdown um 
but with like a Borderlands style art art piece. Um, they finished the alpha this weekend. Uh, they'll be having more alphas, but like, fuck, is it good? Yeah, like, fuck, is it good? <laughs> it's good. It's fun. It's very fun. Like, I can't wait for that to go on beta and then uh uh for it to go full release because like even the alpha felt felt really really good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, make sure that uh you apply for a closed alpha uh testing spot because like i know they're giving them out and it is it's it's fun yeah it's very fun so um but again you can catch me twitch.tv forward slash mr greenly uh instagram twitter tiktok youtube all the yeah. fancy things mr greenly so if people want to know more about hyenas should they maybe subscribe so they can hear more more about it in the future absolutely because like once it goes to where i can talk about it like in full detail i will be talking about a full detail because like fuck is it good <laughs> it's so good <laughs> hell yeah spoiler alert it's fucking good yeah y'all don't want to miss that uh i'm not gonna lie there's probably not gonna be much going on for me this week um i am relocating for a few months uh like this week um so uh i have to like move a bunch of my stuff and get reorganized and reset up and then i'm not even sure exactly what my internet situation is going to be uh when i get to where i need to go so things might be a little bit different but you guys can always keep up with me on twitter at danny k d-a-n-i-e-c-a-e if you're uh on youtube uh like i said make sure you hit that subscribe button because we have more vr kana coming this weekend we actually have me and green elites uh bonus episode going up this weekend and then i don't know about you green but last week's vr Kana live session was a fucking blast yeah oh absolutely it was great like, very much recommend going and watching that once it becomes available on youtube because fuck was it good yeah i like i don't want to like you know toot my own horn but i feel like i told a pretty good story there and uh, it's a story that ties in to previous episodes and previous bonus episodes. So make sure you check it out. Uh, yeah, and that's, I think that's it for me right now. Uh, I can't really say much else. Like I said, just follow me on Twitter. That's where you can keep up with me where I, uh, do all sorts of spicy takes. We also have a next to nothing Twitter as well. Greenly hit him with that. At next to nothing PC baby boys and girls and non-binary folks. Hell yeah. Otherwise, I think that's going to do it. That's the whole show for this week. Really nice, short, and sweet. So hopefully you guys enjoy these short episodes. Thanks for watching and listening. Your time and, time and attention is always appreciated. If you've made it this far, be sure to drop us a like and subscribe. That's always appreciated. You can also let us know what we, uh, what you think about uh, in the comments in on YouTube. We try to respond to all the comments that we can. Uh, so... Yeah, make sure that you guys uh, let us know what you think about Connect With Us. We really love hearing from you. Uh, until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fights, and we'll see you again next week. Goodbye! I love you. <laughs>